Hello, my name's Tim Howells, and welcome to the second of five short interviews with contributors to the 2013 book, Sacrifice and Modern Thought. For more information about the contributor or the book itself, or to get in touch, please visit the website for the Faculty of Theology and Religion at the University of Oxford. This can be found at theology.ox.ac.uk. We hope you enjoy the recording. Well, here we are for our second interview, and I'm very pleased to have with me Dr. Pamela Sue Anderson, who is Reader in Philosophy of Religion in the Faculties of Theology and Philosophy here at the University of Oxford. Pamela, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Now, your chapter in this volume, I think, is um, somewhat unique insofar as it considers this concept of sacrifice through the eyes of gender. Uh, you seek to expose some of the psychological, ethical and political dangers for women in acts of sacrifice. So uh, with that in mind, can I begin with the bird's eye general yeah. question? Yeah. Um, can you give us a summary statement of why you think that sacrifice in certain contexts, especially religious, um, might be dangerous, yes. quote unquote, to women? Yes, thank you very much. Yes. Well, the context um, I had in mind in which sacrifice seems to have been um, dangerous for women is really the modern context and then these domains that you mentioned, um, the political, um, the moral and the gender, I probably would say. Um, <clears throat> the gender gloss on the moral and the political is equally important because <clears throat> I think something happens in the modern period of Western thinking where there's some positive things that happen to women, morally and politically. And those things are the Enlightenment. Um, and perhaps as well, a shift in society so that we can see women increasingly able to take political roles. And what I mean by the Enlightenment um, is the change where we began to think morally about individuals who were autonomous, who could think for themselves, they could make their own decisions. Um, indeed, perhaps they could um, become philosophers, theologians themselves. So that point about sacrifice is that there seems to have been a conservative reaction, at least in my mind, especially in theology, to modern thought, equal enlightenment, equal uh, changes in women's lives. Um, so that um, in theology, the idea of women being autonomous or women thinking for themselves, or women having a role in the political sphere is, has been a threat. Mm -hmm. And I sense that in theological circles, um, rather than sacrifice being something like a communal meal that's shared in a, a ritual practice, it's become internalized, and the expectation 
is that the woman would show her love for her family and her husband and for the world by not being autonomous, by focusing on not so much political thinking or moral decision-making, but her role in loving, in nurturing, in being sacrificial in how she uh, performs her daily duties. And so you have, you bring forth this idea of a quote-unquote principled autonomy yes. as um, hmm, yes. a method or a hook yes. by which to examine yes. this problem. Yes, exactly. Where, just tell us where that yes. concept comes well, from. Well, it's a really interesting concept. It's a contemporary concept in um, the writings of Baroness Honor um, O'Neill. And Honor O'Neill herself um, is a Kantian philosopher, so I would locate her research in modern thought. And um, she has written a book called Bounds of Justice, which is both moral and political. Um, and she has developed a notion of principled autonomy, which means that the autonomous agent would only act on principles that could be adopted by all others. And it's very much part of modern thinking, but actually the, the precise concept of principled autonomy is hers. Mm. And I think she's trying to revive. That is an enlightenment idea, which I think would be very valuable in discussions of contemporary theology and sacrifice because that's been sort of eclipsed by a conservative reaction to modern thought. So can I um, bring forward a concrete example that yes. I think you yourself consider in the chapter? In the Bible, we have a number of examples of sacrifice performed by men, ranging from Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Isaac, the father's sacrifice of the son, etc. But what about the Virgin Mary? Uh, how, do, how does she, um, yeah. as a figure representative, we might say, of um, maternal self-sacrifice, yes. something like that, how yeah. does she, in your opinion, cast a somewhat troubling yes. shadow? Yes. Um, this is a very important question for me. Um, the concern with the Virgin Mary that I have and the shadow that I think is being cast is one, again, of a conservative reaction to whether, whether you want to call Protestant modern thought, Enlightenment modern thought, where women, as much as men, could have principled autonomy, that they could adopt principles that all others could adopt. Um, because the Virgin Mary has been used in what I call this conservative backlash, to suggest women should be um, virgins, mothers, and sacrificial in what they do in relation, again, to the family, or perhaps even when it comes to their sexuality. But my difficulty with this is not just that it's conservative, but it's an impossible ideal, because real, concrete women can't be both virgins and mothers. And I think it is a troubling thing because it assumes that somehow women should sacrifice 
in the sense of giving themselves in love, giving their bodies in love to God, in love to their children. Now that might be read in a positive sense, but in um, a context of domination, that could be used to reinforce, um, rather than autonomy, the um, return to the home, the return to a woman who doesn't adopt principles, but just does as she's told mm -hmm. in terms of yes, sacrifice. Um, but one other thing I'd like to say just mm -hmm. about the Virgin Mary is that I do make a distinction between the violence of separation from the mother mm -hmm. and the violence of domination. Um, and I suggest that it's inevitable that there is some violence in the break between mother and child or mother and anybody else who might have sort of a relationship with that maternal figure. Um, and that's inevitable that there will be some violence there. But it's the violence of domination that requires women to give their bodies for their husbands for God, you know, uh, that's, mm. that's, yeah. Well, it's a fascinating chapter. Um, perhaps I could, as we draw to a close now, perhaps I could just bring uh, in an interlocutor that I think you yourself engage with in the chapter, which is Sarah Coakley. Yes. Now, she, um, I believe in, even in recent a recent series of Gifford lectures, has presented this idea of, quote-unquote, sacrifice regained. Um, a vision of sacrifice that is perhaps rationally defensible and it yeah. is also biologically grounded in some way. Um, so just as we close, in, do you, yeah. in what points do you agree or disagree with Yes, that? I mean, what I've said so far, it's really got nothing to do with Sarah Coakley, mm. but my concern with Sarah's work, which I think is very important, is that she's trying to ground sacrifice biologically in a way that I find dangerous because it's completely unnuanced as to whether um, the person who is sacrificing or self-sacrificing is in a position of domination or not. I mean, obviously, it's easy for someone like Sarah Coakley, who's got a prominent position in the University of Cambridge, Harvard position, Gifford lectures, to advocate sacrifice because she's in a privileged position. I'm much more concerned about the woman who has no voice, no um, access to education, no ability to develop her own choices in life, but is burdened by a Christian ideal of sacrifice that is daily undermining. Mm -hmm. And my example is the um, example of self-harm, the number of women who are in violent, even Christian women, violent relationships or in context of having to be mothers that self-harm because they internalize this idea that it's their fault, that they're finding it painful to be the sacrificial uh, body in that relationship. So, yeah. I know that you'd love to have 
so much yes. more time to discuss yeah. these things. I'm sorry that we don't. Yeah, no, that's but, fine. Uh, Dr. Pamela Sue Anderson, thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you.